a listener production. Okay, are you recording? Are you recording? Superstars, you are listening to episode 15 of the Howie Games Artist Series Part A featuring, what about this, music god, Vance Joy. How good? And the ARIA award goes to... Vance Joy. Best male artist. The ARIA goes to... Vance Joy. Best adult contemporary album. Vance Joy for Nation of Two. Now, Vance is a Melbourne bloke who played footy for Coburg and had an arts degree. And then... In 2015, he released an EP called God Loves You When You're Dancing. On that was a little tune called Riptide. Riptide became the longest charting song in ARIA charts history in the top 100 for over 107 weeks, over two years. And Vance... Well, old Vancey boy well and truly blew up. Since then, Vance has continued to deliver some wonderful, wonderful music. Saturday Sun, Missing Peace, Fire and the Flood, his new album, his third studio album, In Our Own Sweet Time. You need to get your hands on it. I am no music critic, but it rocks. As Molly Meldrum would say, do yourself a favour. And the new single, Clarity, yeah, it is another Vance beauty. Catchy. Just writes catchy songs. Get the feet tapping, does Vance. Songs that make you feel good, which is very much what we need in 2022. Thanks to Vance, to Dan Baker, Julia, Kate, Kelly, and the entire team at Mushroom for letting us use some of Vance's music in this episode and for organising the great man to wander in here to the studios. Now, for you, you can see Vance in concert. He is taking the love all over Australia. Tassie, Cairns, Adelaide, Margaret River, the Sydney Opera House, Melbourne at the My Music Bowl. Tickets are going mad, so get your hands on them. To get yours, jump on vancejoy.com. That's vancejoy.com. Get your tickets because this man is elite at what he does. Vance, by the way, has just been nominated for not one, not two, not three, not four, five five aria awards vance has such a cool story to tell it's a privilege to have him on the show wouldn't you love to be as talented and creative as this bloke and remain so down to earth enjoy the story of james gabriel keogh also known as vance joy rockstar surely the best job on the planet i, I love the james heard chat i was listening to it uh like last week you cool. listened to it yeah yeah i loved it oh, yeah it's yeah. filled me with joy yeah <laughs> I don't know how, I think I must have, I think I was on the listener app. I was checking it. I was like listening to a music one and then I, and I went over and I saw the chat. Or maybe I was on Instagram. I don't know, but yeah. Well, well done to you. Well, this man has just introduced himself by <laughs> saying he listens to the show. He's a rock star. His <laughs> name is Vance Joy. Welcome to the Howie Games Artist Series. Um, I'm meant to make you feel good, Vance, but you've just made me feel good. Thank you very much. How are you going? My pleasure, Howie. It's good to be here. I'm well. Back in Melbourne. I've been um, overseas for a little while and... Uh, just been back for the last 10 days in Melbourne, hanging with the family and uh, about to embark on a tour, which is exciting. You're looking at my notes. Don't, see, th- this is this <laughs> is you down the bottom. I'm doing the Cricket World Cup at the moment, so I'm not going to ask you about the Scottish batting uh, lineup. So this is not <coughs> mainly you. So I must apologise for that. Appreciate it. I'm in the middle of the World Cup. Hey, I've got so many questions for you. I'm fascinated by what you do, and I've been pumped about doing this for quite some time. Right off the top, I, my job, sports commentator, I don't think there's many better. But you're a rock star. 
to me, <laughs> to me, that is the ultimate gig. Is it everything it's cracked up to be? Is it everything what I picture it in my head? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm. A, I think maybe not because it's not so. Um, it's not that uh, extravagant or. Uh, it's exciting in some ways. Like playing shows is really exciting, but um, I think it depends how you how you live it. And uh, I think I live pretty modestly at the moment, but. Um, it is cool. I have to admit, like, even if I, you know, live pretty modestly, like I live in Northcote and I, when I come back to Melbourne, I'm just doing the same stuff, seeing the same people. I do feel a little bit out of the loop in terms of like my mates who work, you know, Monday to Friday, my mate Robbie's like building a house, you know, in Hughesdale at the moment. And he's like telling me about it. And he's like, I'm stressing about this. And, you know, you know, I'm, I've got so much, so much, you know, going on. And, uh, and it's like, I'm just kind of like, oh, I've got it pretty good. Like I, you know, I make music, I, I perform, you know, for a few months um, and that's like, that's how I live. And, you know, it's like, I think in that way, I feel there's a bit of a disconnection in, in our experience, but um, I don't think, I think if you were spend a day as me, you'd probably be like, this doesn't seem like a rock star. Right. Like he's like, he's in, I don't know what he's. Is there a writer? Do you, is that what it's called? Well, there's writer? definitely, there's definitely writers. And, and I think on a, it would be good to come along on a day of a show because that's when it is like, the biggest contrast because you, know, you know Monday to Friday it's like just doing normal stuff and then yep. you, you go to the venue and it's like oh all of a sudden it's like oh this is like the show for us and it's like <laughs> we played a show in uh, Canada recently and it was at a like a arena in Vancouver and we you know we, it was a decent show like there was a fair few people there it wasn't like um, you know mega mega show but it was still pretty pretty decent sized and I think they use it for hockey or something usually and we got there to the uh, to the catering, and like my face was everywhere, like big posters of myself, and like even <laughs> on like the milk choices, like they had little cards like saying soy milk, and my face was a little. I don't know what what they thought, but they put like a little face there. So that's like it's weird to go from kind of nothing all the time, and then you're like in this in this area of like you know a few hundred meters. I guess I'm a big deal in this space, and then you know. So you're a rock star in small areas. In, in small doses, in small little areas. Yeah, you get to feel pretty special. So, I what's guess. the biggest crowd you've performed in front of? I think crowd in general. I've, I've done some. I think at my level as an artist, yep. it's like you can play. My biggest private show of my own yep. was about seventeen and a half thousand right. um, in in Toronto. Yeah, so that was that was solid. That's um, a lot of people. It's a lot it's of people because yeah. you're such an intimate style of artist as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's like. That's been a, a cool learning curve trying to make a, a show like that feel engaging and intimate because there's no like fireworks, there's no like cannons shooting confetti. It's like it's me and the guitar. And if you can make that feel engaging, even just with the banter before and after songs. Yeah, I'm not sure the cannons and the glitter is, is really going to light up what you're doing. That's not, yeah, that's not my vibe. So, but um, for opening for other artists, I've opened for Pink, which was the, probably the, my favorite experience um, in touring and in my career so far and then opening for for taylor swift in 2015 she played at hyde park and you know it was like a sea of people it could have been like over a hundred thousand people i reckon so so do you, get, a lot. do you get we'll talk about footy in a moment but hmm. do you get nervous or are you completely confident in your performance that <clears throat> it's just what you do i think um i'm pretty confident in like you know what i'm doing like when i'm playing and singing i think um you get nervous, but honestly, like it's, I had an attitude from early on. I was kind of like, whatever, like I'm just going to get up there. I'm not worried about doing, you know, uh, you know, trying to be 
kind of Robbie Williams or say like you might see like Ed Sheeran and he's like running across the stage and I, and I was like, wow, that's, that's awesome. Like, I don't know if that's me, but I would love, to, I, I totally respect the ability to kind of perform outside your skin and just, you know, dominate. Um, but I think, you know, I, 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 I don't know. I think I took an attitude of kind of like, I just do what I do. Like, and it's kind of like, I just get up there, I play my song and, and, you know, chat and just be myself as much as possible. Um, and I guess that's kind of guided me to this point. It's like, okay, it seems to be working out. People are coming. I'm not, I'm not like, I don't, I'm not trying to like, you know, think about it too hard or try to, you know, um, yeah, sorry. I got a bit, I got a bit yeah, too, uh, not at all. I got a bit too, uh, cerebral there or something like cerebral's <laughs> good cerebral's yeah, yeah, yeah. good but but yeah. what what you do obviously has an appeal to people I, i'm mm. going to show you something that mj who you met out the bat he's mm. our producer now what you do appeals to people but this, this made me laugh so <laughs> this is mj's dog right yeah mj's <clears throat> dog apparently does nothing with music except with i'm with you oh wow now when this dog hears i'm with you this this is this is what happens, all right? You, you need to sit for the duration of this. So this is his dog. Starts to wag his tail for those listening. He starts to start moving his head a little bit. And this is what he does every time. <laughs> Keeps going. Only song. Climax of the song. This is genuine. This, this is, is genuine, so mate. Amazing. He showed me half an hour before. I said, "I've got to show our man Vance that." So MJ. not only are you connecting with the audience, you're connecting with the dogs of That's, Australia. I, I'm so I'm so proud of it. That is amazing. <laughs> what, what's the dog's name? MJ, I'll have to come in and tell us. <laughs> uh, Leo. 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 Leo, come in, MJ. Come in, MJ. You, you need to explain this to me better to, to Vance because you were man. saying this is the only only time he does it. It's the only time I've played any artist, any song, and it's I'm With You, and he's obsessed with it. It's his favourite song. I, I play a lot of Billy Joel. Nothing. <laughs> nothing from Billy Joel? Billy. Nothing okay. Billy, okay. it's only I'm With You. So I've That's got amazing. about 20 videos of it happening. People come around and ask wow. him to do it and say, put on I'm With You, and he goes off. So I, might have to, I might have to share that at some point. <laughs> we, we will give yeah. you that. Yeah, we yeah. will send you that. So, Thanks, yeah, connecting to the people as well. well I, said, right. I, I said artist series. Um that's freaked you out, hasn't it? No, that that made me really happy because, I mean, that's amazing. I think it, that shows me that there's something kind of mystical about music and if you really get on the, the right emotional wavelength or vibration or something, like there's something that you, you, you can't like, that's pure connection. And it's Absolutely. like, it's like if you can connect with a dog, <laughs> I think that's like the ultimate test. So I think, I feel like especially like little kids and now dogs, I think if, if those people, if it's kids or dogs, whoever it is, are connecting with it, there's something that's like kind of, you know, so pure and, and direct about it. So so how does it make you feel if you're performing and then you have that connection? You feel that mm. connection. You see the eyes or mm. the people out there when, when they are totally entranced by the talent that you have. It must be a – you're obviously a really modest dude, but it mm. must be a beautiful part of what you do. Yeah, it's cool. It's, it's really nice. I think it, it comes down to like – you write a song and if you write a song well, it's like you've got the, it's like, you know, there's, you know, if you be scientific, it's like the melody, the chords, the, the, you know, the, the lyrics, but it's like this, put that all together and you get like some magical thing. And that's what is like that direct to the heart 
uh, arrow. And I think um, when I when I see that, it's like, oh, I did that well. Like I wrote a song well because it's like you write a song well and then you sing it well and your voice will will hit the notes and and be emotional and and I think that's the thing to strive for. It doesn't really matter if it's if you you know sometimes you can think oh, I got to make this catchy or make this a big mm. hit song or something or maybe those things kind of come into it as factors that motivate you but it really should just be you write it and if you get goosebumps when you're writing it you know or you feel like this is good lyric like this is this I, I can sing this I can sing my heart out to this lyric yep. if you can do that it'll it'll happen again and again it'll happen to the to to Leo the dog or to the people in the stage, what in the crowd watching, so kind of is almost like I see that and I go, okay, that's that's the standard you got to aspire to every time. So it, I'm glad I've done it a handful of times with songs. Some special songs do that, so well, always try and do that. Since we're talking about connection, I'll tell you another story which I wasn't planning on telling you before we start talking about footy. During COVID, I, I have no musical talent. Hmm. And my daughter played the ukulele and she started to learn the guitar and we were doing a lot of homeschooling. We couldn't go anywhere. I started to learn the guitar during COVID and trying to sing and I'm terrible, but my daughter is now 12 and she's at that age where she's starting to explore the world and she Mm. still holds my hand when we walk to school and gives me a hug and thinks I'm wonderful. So I'm hanging on to that Vance. I'm hanging on to that with everything (laughs) I've got. But the first song we played together that we sort of got right was Riptide. And to be able to sit there and I don't want to get emotional because I'm talking about my kids, but to sit there with my daughter and do something like that with her and connect with her Mm. through what you're doing, Mm. it's a gift that you're giving people. Yeah. That's beautiful. I know know that that experience because like I always try and get my, you know, my girlfriend or my sister to sing with me Yep. and there's something, yeah, sharing music is just, uh, it's something so pure about it and there's. It doesn't matter if someone has like a, if their voice is a trained voice, if they're a great singer, but as soon as you hear someone sing, it's like, oh, okay. I, I, you can get a real sense of their, of their spirit through their, through really? their voice. I think so. Like <laughs> when I hear my girlfriend sing, I'm like, she's like, oh, I'm not a good singer. I'm like, yeah, but I get, I, you know, I can hear you, I can really hear you in that, you know, and <laughs> that's a nice thing. So I think when you get people doing, expressing themselves through music, it's like a, it's a really nice connection. That's why, you know, I love playing with my band and just jamming and. I think um, that's an, it's a great thing to share with people. Um, well, you're a very so. popular man in our house. And it's, I'm glad. It's a I'm glad. Connection. I'll have to get a dog as well so we can really fire you up. Now, footy, before you became a rock star as much as you blanched at that term, tell me about footy because mm. there's not much out there. I, I'm trying to figure out yeah. whether you were just a scrappy halfback flanker or yeah. you were the next James Hurd. Oh, yeah. The next James Hurd? <laughs> no, the other, <laughs> on the, on the other side of the spectrum. So who did you start playing footy for? Uh, I, played, I played at school, high school, and um, – and after school, I went to St. Kevin's Old Boys. Yep. And I played um, first year out of school. I played um, for St. Kevin's Old Boys. Yep. I, I played in the, the the seniors for a season and my coach was a, a great dude called Dave Murray. And um, he was just one of those cool coaches that made everyone feel like they were great. And he would send me messages before the game. And it was kind of like, you know, out of the handful of, kids from finishing year 12, I was in that group that played in the seniors. So it was cool to play with like the older guys, kind of like they felt like, you know, grown men. Yep. And then after that season, uh, me and a, a guy, Ben Dowd, who, who's, you know, a gun footballer at uh, St. Kevin's, uh, we went and played for Coburg because Dave Murray had a friend, uh, Andrew Collins. Yep. Who played for Hawthorne. Hawthorne and Premier he, Star, he, played in 89. Yeah, the yeah. beat the Cats. So now we're talking <clears throat> VFL for yeah, Coburg. Yeah, and he was, he was coaching Coburg and I think he kind of, uh, was, you know, getting interest from, you know, 
trying to recruit heaps of players and he you know gave me a call one day and it was like do you want to play AFL and I was like of course I do but like you know I didn't really even have that on my radar and I think that was kind of the <laughs> that was the selling point to like all those kids that probably yep. could play either VFL reserves or maybe a few games in the ones but they all kind of had that dream so there's so many so many kids up at Coburg um we, we trained at Punt Road but Monday, Wednesday, Friday, doing the preseason. Anyway, I, I played for three seasons, and um, what position? I was a half like half back. Half back. And if I was playing in the resies, which I played uh, the res- reserves in two thousand and seven, I was like kind of full back or centre half back. I had an okay season in two thousand and eight. Jade Rawlings was a coach, and um, he was he was great dude, and he was he was. Um, you know, I got it, I got it to play, you know, half the season in the ones and I um, had a decent season. Like I was pretty much a nullifying kind of backman, but. Um, so you weren't a running halfback flanker? You're more, you oh, sort of. I was running around, but I was kind I of more like. <clears throat> I was more like running, but not um, uh, like, uh, I mean, at the very, at the very best. This is like, you know, comparing yourself to someone that's much better than you. But do it anyway. But. but um, you would want to be compared to someone like Dylan Grimes or okay. or Lonigan or someone okay. like that. You know, maybe maybe more, um, not so many touches. And then yeah, that kind of that kind of. I think in the things I was in the in the ones at Coburg, I would have been like the six to eight touches kind of okay. nullifying guy. Back to Vance shortly. Next up on the Howie Games Artist Series, a fella that surfs, writes hit songs, and travels the world playing those songs and surfing. Can there be a life? that is actually any better than that? I don't think so. We present to you on the Howie Games Artist Series, Jack Johnson. Jack Johnson, I say. Because I can honestly tell you, I used to write songs. I never dreamed I was going to actually put them out to the world. I used to make (laughs) these little tapes, and I'd share them to a few friends after college, right around that time. And um, then when I got the the opportunity to make the first album, it was a trip. And we had these pretty small goals of the amount we need to sell to pay off like the week we spent in the studio and <laughs> if we were going to try to keep doing it, you know, that kind of thing. And so when it, it just kind of hit this exponential growth and it was just so wild how it all kind of started taking off. And when people started singing along at the concerts, man, that really made a huge difference to me because it was, um, that became what the shows were all about. It was like coming together and, and trying to write these songs that were more or less full of love. You know what I mean? I mean, some are, a little more cynical and social commentary, but in the end, they, I try to put a little love in every song or, or, or have it have a positive impact. And when people are singing those words back and it's uh, we're all doing it together, it, it definitely, it's the thing that, that gives me the fuel to keep doing Jack Johnson on this podcast next week. I can't really believe it. Jack, like Vance, is also about to tour Australia. Jump on jackjohnsonmusic.com. That's jackjohnsonmusic.com and get your tickets while you still can. You can see Vance and Jack. How good. Let's get back to Vance. We've been chatting for 15 minutes. We don't know each other, but you seem a very gentle type of character. Mm. How did that equate on the footy field? Were you a different personality on the footy field or? I think I was like, I think I was, um, yeah, I was definitely, I definitely got rattled when I would, you know, put the arm across and then the guy would like just do a massive punch into your chest and I'd just be like, fuck, I hate this. And I remember remember playing Frankston, I think it was in like the first final and he just like pummeling my arm and just had just the worst corkies. And I kept doing it. Like I, I don't know, like, I think it was just like a thing of 
just trying to be the glove because I actually got I got to play uh, half a season. <laughs> I played played in two thousand nine, and halfway through the season, Craig McRae took over as coach, and I think he said to me, "Be the glove." And so that was my. Uh, that was you were the I tried, glove. I tried to be the glove. I tried to be the glove. He liked he liked that analogy, and so I, 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 I you know, I, I was very fortunate to get to be around the young Richmond players that became that dynasty. Yep. As they were coming through Coburg, and then to to play under some great coaches it was cool. So at that stage, you were James Keogh. Yeah. I, I'm. This is one of the questions I'm fascinated <clears throat> by. When you get your rock star name. Yeah. Vance Joy, do you workshop it with friends? Does someone say, I oh, think this is, is good? This so, is so, so how do you come up with <laughs> a name? Because I think we'd all like a stage name. Yeah. You've got one. Yeah, it's, it's funny. It's actually a process that is really difficult. Coming up with a name for anything I find really hard. Let alone for yourself. For like for an, yourself. an album name <laughs> or a song name, but this is yeah. the way. So my son, he gave himself a nickname at three. His name's Mac. He went with the big penguin. Now, I, I, I'm not sure that's cutting it in your it's world. Good. So, big good. So, the big penguin's good, but it's probably not soulful for what you're after. So tell me the process about going yeah. from James to Vance. Um, well, I, my last name, Keogh, is a fairly common name. It's very common in Ireland and it's you hear it a bit in Australia, but people always mispronounce it because there's a silent GH at the end. So I, I was like, I need a name that's easy to pronounce. Um, and then, you know, so many names come across, you know, come into my mind and I, you know, write them down. And at some point you, you know, I saw this, at some point I saw this name Vance Joy in a book and I was like. In a book? Cool. Yeah. It's a, it was a book um, by Peter Carey called Bliss. Okay. And I picked up this book and I kind of was leafing through it. I was really I was on the rampage looking for a name. So I was, I was kind of just scouring, you know, and if I saw a book, I'd maybe I'd just leaf through it and see if there was anything there. So I, I saw this name Vance Joy. Um, but the, the thing is like you have a name. But it's like you, any name sounds dumb right at the start. So you say to your friends like, oh, I'm, first of all, it's like I'm going to perform some songs at the cafe. But um, And there's like five people going. I made a Facebook event for five people. And then it's like Vance Joy playing at St. Edmund's Cafe. And it's like attending five people. And it's like, do you think you're a musician, mate? Like that kind of thing. Like, you know, like why do you need a stage name to do that? Like to play covers at the cafe. And so that at that point it's like, that's the embarrassing thing. And then someone says to you, what's your name? And you say, um, Vance Joy. And they're like, what? And you're like, Vance Joy. You know, when you're shy and it like, it just makes me think of all those times when you're, you know, shy and, and, and kind of repeating yourself is painful. But <laughs> at, a point, at the point when you have a song that people know, it's yeah. fine to say Vance Joy. Yes. And people go, oh, that's cool. Like once it's been absorbed and accepted by people, at, you know, more than just five or six people. But that first step is like the hard, kind of really hard because you're just like, oh, I know this is silly, but I'm, you know. So did you draw a couple of others out or that, that was the one? I think I, I think there was a gig at the Great Britain Hotel yeah. in like 2009 or 10. This is going to be good. No, no, it was just like Jimmy, Jimmy K or Jimmy Keogh, which sounds like, Jimmy <laughs> K sounds like a DJ name and Jimmy <laughs> Keogh playing at Great Britain. And it was like me on the, I remember I got my, my girlfriend at the time and my sister to come for the photo shoot for the gig poster. And I went to Alamein station in uh, like near Ashburton and it was like, I was standing on the tracks with my guitar and they're like taking it for, and I was like, no, nah, let me see it. It's not good. I'm like, and they're like, this is how it's, and they have an argument like about the photo, like this kind of stuff. And then like go on Word, print out an A3 piece of paper from Officeworks and it's like Jimmy Keogh, Great Britain Hotel, like all in like Times New Roman, like the worst poster of all time. <laughs> <laughs> like that's where I was at. Like there was a few, there was a couple of gig posters. Even the first Vance Joy poster is is at my drummer Ed's house 
he he's his parents um stuck it up on the wall and it's you know homemade a3 poster you know when you had to make your own posters and and give them to the place so and and so it's funny that you say that because mm. i've never met someone called vance but vance joys you it's perfect it's a bit mm. like the surfer john john florence mm. now i've never met a dude called john john but yep. as soon as you're introduced to us, I oh, John John. That's just a normal name. Yeah, so it's the, yeah. it's the same with you now. So when you're talking about the cafe, was that your first performance in front of people you didn't know? Uh, it was one of the early ones. Yeah, I played. I think I, at certain points early on, I would wrangle. I would kind of create an excuse to make people come. I called up a place called the. It's cool thinking about this. Has haven't thought about this for a while, but there's a place called. It's not there anymore. It's called the Barley Corn Hotel, which okay. was on Johnson Street. Okay. And I remember being like, I'm gonna book. You know, writing down a list of things to do. I was like play a gig, you know, I've got like two songs and I was like, play two songs, maybe play some covers and I'll tell everyone it's my going away because I was going to Europe uh, at that point. So I was like, I'm going to, you know, it's James is going away, everyone come and I'll, and I'll surprise them with this show. And I called the barley corn and it's like, you know, I was like, it's impossible to get a gig. No one can get a gig. And I called up and I was like, can I, can I come for a show? And she's like, yeah, do you want to play tonight? <laughs> I, was like, I, was like, I was like, people don't just get gigs, do they? And it was like, it's such a, it was that kind of place where there was no, there was no like line to get a gig there. So people came. And, and how, how, how was it the first time? Pretty rough. Like I was, I was so nervous the first times I'd play. Like, I Tell remember, me about that. Uh, it's just like, I mean, around that time I'd, I played that. I also played my first open mic night. And that was even scarier, the open mic night, because it's like, get on for three songs um, in front of randoms at a pub. I mean, no one's really even cares. Like, no one's paying attention, but at, in and my they, brain... They, they want to hear the covers. They, they, typically yes. at the pub, you don't want to hear the, the, the dude's original work because no. you want to hear him sing Cold Chisel or oh, Jack Johnson or whatever you're into. Exactly, exactly. And that's what they also wanted me to do that at the cafe. They, they were kind of like, put some more covers in your set, please. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, come the, on, Jimmy K. <laughs> come on, Jimmy K. We're, yeah. we're not here for like the introspective, uh, soulful <laughs> love songs, mate. Unrequited love songs. Um, people eating their breakfast, people eating their brunch. But at the at the Great Britain, I would, yeah, I got so nervous. I remember I was just like, you know, stomach in knots, mouth was dry. I only had to know three songs, which doesn't seem like much, but I was so nervous that my brain was like short-circuiting. So I'd writ- I wrote the lyrics of one of the songs in my hand in a marker. I don't know what I was thinking. Like, who has time to look down at their arm? Or maybe I wrote it there, which would have been there, but crazy, you know, like Mate, des- I, desperate act. I, I had to do Scotland versus Ireland in a game of cricket the other day. I had to do the toss and I was mm. terrified I was going to forget the captain's names. And I wrote them there <laughs> where I was holding my microphone. So I could just, but we've got a spider cam that can come over the top. Oh, man. So it, 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 people can see that you've written Richie Berrington on your hand. So, but but that's only two names. So that, was this going halfway up your wrist? Or I don't know. Yeah, it was, it was a bit down of a... Down one arm and out the other? It was, it was a jumble and it was, I was getting sweaty. It was like kind of blurred. Anyway, there was no time to think of it. Uh, but I was just so nervous and, and, and it was just like a rite of passage. You have to get up there. You have to be like totally terrified and just get, get it over with because since then it's like, it's easier, you know, but that, those first shows playing to like five people were the scariest, like even scarier than playing, you know, at Hyde Park or whatever, something crazy like that. That's the end of Vance Joy Part A. Flip the record, Part B awaits.